Hello, Amit. Andrew, how are you? Good, how are you? Very good, thank you. Good to see you. Yeah, good to see you. It's uh, just making my screen a bit larger there, so I've now got you full screen. So, you know, you were tucked away in the corner there, so just want to make Amazing. sure that I can see you. That's, uh, that's perfect. Had a good week? Uh, excellent week, actually. Yeah, so uh, obviously next we're in the news a little bit um, over the last couple of days, which was, which was great on the back of a... Um, an investment deal that we've just done, uh, very much kind of related to, I guess, our topics over the last couple of weeks in terms of sales yeah. and sales and marketing and things like that. So, um, so yeah, I mean, that's, that was, that was very kind of positive and, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll be making, I think, a formal kind of an announcement on that as well on our, on our website soon as well. Yeah. So I'll have to check back. I guess, I guess we should How's also say hello to everyone. My week's great. I just, uh, yeah, it's, um, I think there's, uh, people starting to get back to get back to work kind of not only here regionally, but across the globe. So we're seeing an impact yeah. and, uh, people are busier. Um, I'm actually out, uh, out more of my cave. So, um, actually kind of ventured out a few times across the city. So it's yeah. good to see, uh, people out and, um, obviously wearing, you know, their, their masks or, or bandana as I like to wear, but, uh, yeah, yeah. It's, good, it's good to see. Um, no, exactly. I, I mean, yeah, I think, I think it's awesome. Well, my look, I think you being out your cave is one thing, but still carrying the caveman looks another, I think. You're doing well. And if you haven't That's had a it. meeting with Andrew during these, uh, during these kind of difficult times, then I, I, I definitely recommend it just to see, uh, just to see what he does to cover his, uh, cover his beard and, and mouth where when most of us would just use a normal mask, it's kind of difficult for Andrew to do so. Exactly. I have to, I have, to have a proper breathing apparatus. But, uh, I guess, yeah, I mean, it, it's worth for me yeah. just for that. Yeah, and that's it. I mean, obviously we should probably say hello to, uh, to everyone out there as well. We can see kind of people filing in. Um, yep. So welcome to the uh, Digital Growth Show. There's a couple of familiar names in there. So welcome back, guys. Thank you for continuing to support us. And uh, for the new new faces, uh, well, not new faces, I guess we can't see you, uh, before everyone starts to panic and go, hold on, can they see me on my camera? <laughs> no, uh, welcome to the new names. So uh, obviously this is the Digital Growth Show, uh, currently running weekly, and we like to kind of dive into different topics each week. This is, we're, we're second part, right, of a, a three-part series, damn it. Uh, That's right, HubSpot. yeah. Yeah, and um, uh, episode, episode seven as well, so it's going quick. Is it seven? Yes. That's uh, that's very cool. Yeah, that's um, should, we should get to the point where we just you know become very blasé about oh it's a hundred and four. It's it's kind of you know <laughs> it's one of those. I think uh, as we continue uh, continue uh, going forward. But uh, yeah, no, I mean, so we last week, guys, we 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 kind of tucked into the sales aspect um, of HubSpot and and kind of took a look at that and had a run through. And even though it was very sales orientated, obviously there was a lot of marketing discussion as well. And I think probably, Amit, we're going to see the same this week, right? As much as it's a marketing focus, we can't talk marketing without talking sales and customer, right? Yeah, absolutely. I think this is, um, yeah, it's fully, it's fully kind of, you know, integrated and aligned, I guess, in, in the kind of modern world of sales and marketing. So yeah, I think we'll be kind of, you know, jumping backwards and forwards from a kind of sales and marketing perspective today. It's marketing. Such a nice word. Yeah, I didn't like that. You know, so I know I know Hub, HubSpot floated that. Right? It's not one of uh, HubSpot's uh, no. better pieces of work. If uh, inbound, no. I oh. you know I, I loved that, but obviously, marketing was just one that just never stuck. Yeah, I found that like Drew. I think when we tried to float me as Drew, that kind of it didn't it didn't quite sit right. 
Bare for det er perfekt. <laughs> Just as everyone will be quite 100% sure. Uh, cool. Yeah. So yeah, we obviously, uh, guys, you know, this this um, the show is very much discussion based uh, because we're taking a bit of a deeper dive into HubSpot. We are going to be showing you um, how that looks and just kind of running some looped videos to and talk around that at the same time. So again, not death by PowerPoint, but obviously we want to make this as interesting and, and as rewarding as we can uh, for you guys because that's what it's really about. Yeah, absolutely. And 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 remember, any questions that you have. Um, send them through as you think of them. Uh, you know, we'll try and tackle as many of these as we can. Um, so yeah, you know, please kind of feel free to sort of participate and, and get involved in the in the show. It'd be good to come hear from you. Yeah. Awesome. Um, and actually, the, yeah, just on that note, the Q and A button uh, on the bottom of your screens is probably the best way to do that because that just comes directly into us, uh, and so we can see that as that happens. So um, so cool. So Andrew, I think I think let's kind of touch back a little bit on. Um, on last week's show, um, yep. because we, we, we mentioned, you know, obviously that this is the first or second part of almost like a trilogy now, right? So, you know, last week was about, um, you know, HubSpot CRM and the sales yep. features. Um, you know, today we're kind of focusing on marketing, but I feel as if, you know, it might be a good point to try and explain to everyone why even HubSpot is split into different packages, I guess. Yeah. Uh, you know, different platforms, different options. Um, shall, we, shall we kind of, dive into that a little bit let's do it yeah yeah do, okay, we, cool. do we want to ask if people are using it first or do you want to jump straight in and go through we can uh yeah let's do that let's do it let's get a let's get a sense of the room cool so um guys we're just gonna pop a poll up and very simple you know just let us know if you're a hubspot user or not and if you are and you know, are you kind of using the crm only because i know there's a lot of kind of free crm users out there uh, if you're using the marketing piece, then um, then let us know as well, because I think it will kind of be very helpful in terms of what we talk about. Um, and if you're using maybe some more advanced kind of sales features, let us know there. And if you're not a user, then um, then I hope you're in the right show. Um, <laughs> but we are we are going to be helping those of you who um, you know who aren't using the product and really kind of talking about, you know, perhaps why you should consider it. And, and actually, maybe on that note, I'll just let this run for another three or four seconds. I've got some, some more coming in. Perfect. I think we, um, I think what we missed out there actually, Amit, was yes yeah. on three. Um, I'm using <clears throat> CRM yeah. marketing and sales. Yeah. Well, yeah. Or, or maybe people just chose their favorite one. How's that? <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Awesome. So again, a bit of a mixed yeah. bag. So, uh, yep. Some HubSpot users and and uh, yeah, it's about two thirds of HubSpot users and, and a few of you who aren't using it, which is cool. So, um, do you know what I thought, think would be interesting, Andrew? Um, yeah. Why don't we, why don't we talk about, um, why don't we talk about our journey with HubSpot? You know, yeah, just okay. for a bit of context. Cause, sure. I, Cause I almost feel as if, um, you know, people kind of just think, okay, you're a marketing agency, even now yeah. you're a HubSpot partner. It, the, the journey wasn't wasn't as straightforward as that, right? I think it was, uh, you know, there were some different sort of complexities involved. Um, How far do you want know, to go I, back? Do you want to go all the way back to Vegas or? <laughs> yeah, why not? So, yeah, unfortunately, that that, that story has the potential to be uh, <laughs> be amazing, but, but quite <laughs> frankly, isn't. Um, but, um, yeah, so let's go back. And I can't remember what year it was now, but it was maybe seven years ago now. Seven years like ago, nearly eight years, yeah. 
Yeah. So, um, so I was, I was at, uh, I was at a conference in Vegas, uh, and the event conference. Was, it, it was, it was, it was an SEO conference. So this is, so this is how exciting it was, right? So, um, so it doesn't get any better than that. So, at this conference, and I think this was the second or third night, and it also happened to be, uh, happened to be my birthday. So, um, so I'd had a couple of, you know late nights the previous couple of nights uh i was feeling sorry for myself because i was in vague well <laughs> that sounds crazy as well i was feeling sorry for myself right so i was i was like desperately sad because i was in vegas but in reality you know i was away from my friends and family and all that kind of stuff so yeah um so we went out for a nice meal for for my birthday with some of the guys i've met at the uh, conference which is really cool and then um i actually just ended up going back to back to the hotel and there was a couple of things that I'd kind of picked up in the conference, um, but a couple of things that were really kind of bothering me uh, from a kind of Nexa business perspective. And the first of these were, uh, was really kind of focused on, you know, the marketing tools that we were using. It always seemed very kind of disjointed that we were using one email system, maybe a different kind of marketing, um, yeah. you know, CMS, different landing pages, uh, something that, you know, we use separately for campaigns. And, um, and it just felt very disjointed, right? Not just in terms of actual processes, but in terms of data, you know, to try and get any kind of real data insights out of all of these activities was just painful. And so I think we got to a crossroads and it, and, and it was almost the case of, okay, well, do we now invest in our marketing team and grow that out? Or do we invest in marketing technology, which was still relatively new at that point, right? So, yeah. you know, there was, you know, things like Salesforce and stuff like that were still kind of out there. But marketing technology, rather than kind of email marketing systems, and, and maybe yeah. you know some, you know, fancier versions of Google Analytics. Um, aside from those, there wasn't really kind of much out there, right? And um, and so I kind of sat there and I just literally started this journey of kind of researching. And and I think over a space of about must have been about four or five hours, I downloaded um, three versions of a whole host of different pieces of kit. Uh, HubSpot being one of them, but you know we looked at Marketo and a few other things as well, and um, and literally just pretty much from the off, HubSpot just seemed to be much more kind of user friendly. The other systems were were very much um, I mean clunkier IT systems, I guess, and um, and you know if you guys have ever seen screenshots of Salesforce ten years ago. Um, you know, it was literally designed, yeah, it was designed by aliens for aliens, essentially, right? I mean, it was just like, made no sense to anyone else. And, um, but HubSpot seemed different, right? It just looked like uh, it was a user-friendly platform, all the buttons are in the right place. Um, you know, so I just kind of liked it. And then fell asleep at what must have been, uh, I don't know, it must have been about maybe 2 a.m. And then got a phone call waking me up about 45 minutes later. Um, from this uh, Spanish guy based out of Dublin who worked for HubSwap. And he was all very excited. He's like, hey, I've just seen that you've downloaded the free version of uh, you know, HubSwap, the trial version. And, and you know, I saw you were playing around with it. And, um, and I, you know, let me just take 15 minutes of your time. And I was like, it's three o'clock in the morning. Can you leave me alone? And perhaps, perhaps let's pick this up again in a week. And he's like, but you're in Dubai. I'm like, no, no, I'm not. He's like, oh, okay, so I look after Dubai. So anyway. I forgave him for that, and a week later, got on a phone uh, when 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 we sort of came back to Dubai, and uh, and it was interesting because he started talking about this partner program, and I just said to him, "Look, I'm gonna, I'm just gonna be honest. 
we don't even know if we're going to stick with HubSpot. Um, I like what I see, but I've got to really kind of make sure that my team can use it, uh, that we're going to get kind of the benefit and impact out of it. And at that time, again, the, the, invest, the investment was about maybe $800 a month, hmm. um, which was, you know, substantial. Because I, I guess, you know, in terms of what we were paying in terms of other, other kit, um, was nowhere near, you know, eleven or twelve thousand dollars a month. So, so this was, you know, this was obviously new. And so I said to him, I was like, look, you're just going to have to bear with us. We're going to try and figure it out. We'll spend some time on it this week, um, and then we'll, you know, we'll kind of see if we like it. And um, and we kind of kept him dangling for a few months because I think what happened is we started to use it. We had a couple of internal champions who really kind of jumped on this. Um, and actually, it didn't take too long before we really started to see some of the benefits, but. We didn't really kind of jump into it kind of wholeheartedly at that point. I think we were still using a separate CRM and, yeah. you know, HubSpot was still this kind of piece. It was on its own. I didn't even know if HubSpot had a proper CRM at that point. I don't so think it, was it did. Really it, was, it was right. the marketing uh, component. Yeah, only really. Right. And that was it. And, they, you know, they were doing a really, you know, shitty job of calling it marketing automation because nobody really understood what that was at that point. And, yeah. and actually what it was was a really good landing page development software. It was very good from a lead gen perspective. It was very good. Uh, you know, from an email marketing perspective, and it had this cool thing, you know, called workflows, which once we started playing around with, you know, were very cool. Uh, but that was about it, right? But actually, we saw enough potential, and I think it was it was less than about three months in where we actually started to see how this was impacting the business, uh, you know, from a lead generation perspective initially, but then also how we, you know, this was helping us to close more deals, and I think that's what really got my attention, and then obviously, you know, the attention of everyone else internally. And, and then we kind of really kind of took a deeper dive into like okay, what this really was, what use could we make out of it? Um, and we kind of um, went all in, I guess, right, in that respect, and, yeah. and then migrated over to their CRM as soon as they launched that. Um, but, you know, it's been, it's been a really fantastic journey. You know, after about six months, we, you know, became sort of a tiered partner, you know, so we'd really kind of played around with HubSpot, seeing how it could benefit us. And then the next phase of that was seeing how we could, um, you know, implement it for others so they can start seeing the benefit. And, you know, when we kind of rose through the ranks from sort of, you know, silver to gold and, and platinum, and then obviously uh, last year we hit that kind of, you know, diamonded uh, partner status, which has been been uh, very kind of rewarding. But, yeah, I think just, just as a bit of context, I mean, it's important for everyone out there to understand that first and foremost, we will have sort of customers, yeah. right? I think there's a lot of partners out there today who are almost told become a partner <laughs> be like next or whatever that messaging is um but you know you're going to have to become you know you're going to have to buy some of that software on the back of it whereas our journey was just i would say much more uh much more human right we mm. saw something we tried it we liked it we started thinking about it a bit more and then we you know thought how can we help others with the same you know who exactly. are perhaps in the same position you know which I, and i think that's really important because i also think it allowed us to you know hack into hubspot really kind of understand it. Um, HubSpot, I think at that time, was still trying to push us to use every single feature on the platform. Yeah, um, yeah. Whereas we just didn't need to, right? We were seeing an impact using maybe four features. And, and I think that's quite important, you know, from again, the you know, humanization and, and, and a business focused perspective of this. Um, so yeah, I think, I think that was kind of important. I was, you know, thinking I'd get that done in about two minutes, but obviously just looked at the time and there. I went on a bit longer than I thought. But, um, that's fine. It's good. It's a good Jack and Ori. So that's fine. It's good. People need to, I think people, it, it, I think it's good to understand context and, and kind of where we are today um, with, you know, HubSpot as, as, and how we use it internally as Nexa, but then also how we, you know, ultimately help 
other companies out there, you know, utilize the best bits of, of the obviously different parts of the platform. So I think that's, that's, you know, with the value and because we, we use it, we understand it. We've had to play around with it. We've had to hack it, as you said, um, you know, and, and fit it to our requirements. So I think that obviously, obviously helps. So, yeah, I think uh, I look just like last week, you know, we showed some elements associated to the CRM and sales that, quite frankly, I don't think other people would demo, you know, because we were trying to show the cool features, the features that people would actually use versus yeah. just kind of bog standard, yeah, this, this, this. And obviously, we want to try and do that as well today. Yeah, absolutely. And I, look, I think, I think it's good just to go back, I think, while we're kind of providing that context, um, you know, and, and talk a little bit more about kind of, you know, HubSpot's kind of approach to HubSpot, I guess, if that, if that makes sense, right? Yeah. Um, you know, HubSpot, you know, for those of you who've ever kind of, you know, researched anything online, you would have come across HubSpot in some format, right? So, you know, they've been, they've been absolute sort of pioneers from a kind of inbound marketing perspective, which was a term that they coined, um, you know, when they first set up. Uh, which was really interesting actually HubSpot decided when they launched that instead of spending uh, huge marketing dollars on trying to get people to buy their software um, they can, you know came up with a term inbound marketing and decided to put all of their marketing budget into marketing that term and that's really been I think super powerful for them but yeah. um but I think in those days you know what they were talking about was inbound is that you create lots of content um, and that's all about marketing piece and then you know people who are searching for things will then find your uh, your content or your website and then based on that you generate a lead and then once a lead's generated it goes into sales and then obviously if you close that deal you have a customer right and, yeah. and I think the HubSpot kind of looked at it in a very uh, very kind of simplistic way um, up until a couple of years ago Andrew when they introduced this uh, yeah, it was, fancy wasn't colorful it when Brian was up on stage yeah, a couple of years ago yeah right and yeah so Brian Halligan who's, uh, who's the CEO of HubSpot one of the co-founders as well uh, got up on stage at one of their big sort of uh, their main big sort of annual event and said, right, the uh, funnel is now dead. And, you know, this is this is the flywheel. And we made a big mistake before because we didn't put customers at the heart of all of our activity. And uh, customers need to be in the middle of everything we do. And, and we have to be customer centric and we have to do this. And and he put this big sort of fancy flywheel up on the screen and, and then basically and a real flywheel as well. <laughs> Actually, did that's right. Yeah, but well, kind of, was it Wheel of Fortune? One of those Wheel things, of Fortune, right? Kind of thing, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So um, yeah, and it was and it was basically you know spinning around, and and he was just trying to show that um, you know with his with his flywheel, you've actually got you know different parts of that whole customer journey and how a customer engages with your business, right? From from a marketing perspective, through to a sales yeah. perspective, and if you close that customer, then you've now got a service with. And, and I think part of his methodology of why this now becomes cyclical is, you know, if you service them well enough, then actually that refers into, um, you know, people out there who are going to promote your business, right? So they start yeah. to do the marketing for you. And, you know, that kind of feeds into this endless funnel of uh, joy and, and, and money and revenue and sales and, <laughs> and, and anything else I think about he wanted to add in there. But but at the heart of it all was customers, which I feel was obviously very important. And, and, and I do, I fully buy into this model. Um, I mean, what, what was your take on it, Andrew, when they launched this? Yeah, I think it's quite amusing. We kind of post, um, post event, we held a hug, um, which is a HubSpot user group, obviously, for, for we, we look after that for here in the region. And that invites, you know, people using HubSpot or haven't used it. And we do like regular updates on the back of that. And I think the interesting thing was that, 
you know, still the pressure, not pressure, but there was that kind of the funnels dead and you know, the funnels moved away. Let's talk about the flywheel. But those first couple of times I remember trying to explain what the fly, flywheel was, uh, I got lost. Um, so I kind of, you know, it, it, the flywheel effectively spun off like a Catherine wheel and, and kind of yeah. started going elsewhere. And I still think that, you know, what, what we've been able to do really is almost decipher some of this code to people and, and kind of really simplify it as well. On, on how we use this. So I'd say that still funnel is relevant. I think people still understand the funnel. I think, you know, we still, I still catch myself as it were talking to people through the funnel. Um, so yes, customer is still at the heart, um, but there's still a journey. There's a customer journey that they go on. I think what they were trying to say obviously from a, also from a HubSpot perspective is it wasn't necessarily straight line or straight down. I think sure. that's obviously, yeah. Which, which I think is, which I think makes sense. Um, yeah. And I, and I agree with you. I mean, I, look, and we're going to, the next slide is, is very fun. You know, it's a fun, right? And fun. there's, there's yeah. good reason for it. But I think where the interesting part of the flywheel um, was and, and is, and I think the, the big takeaway from that is, is the notion of friction. And, yeah. and basically, you know, if a wheel's turning, the only reason a wheel stops is because there's friction. Okay. Yeah. And, and what, what he was saying, and he's kind of developed this into that more of that kind of, you know, helping companies create frictionless models. What he's talking about there is saying that there shouldn't be any friction between that marketing to sales handoff, right? Yeah. So I've, I've, I've gone onto a website, I've generated a lead because I'm interested in that product or service. That sales interaction that happens straight after that has to be seamless and has to be frictionless, yeah. right? Exactly. I've, you know, if I've already told them what I'm interested in, I expect somebody to understand what I'm interested in when they start to sell to me, right? Yeah. And from a similar perspective, once somebody does sign a signed contract um, and service takes over and operations takes over in a company, uh, that's got to be frictionless, right? Because, you yeah. know, if, if the minute you sign a contract, you're excited, you, you know, you're, you're eager to get going. But then if nobody contacts you for a week, uh, all that buzz is gone yeah. and obviously you've created What's a whole load of friction and people start to doubt whether they've made the right decision. And I think this was really interesting because I felt as if um, there are definite areas, I think when we kind of started to break down our business, um, I think there were definite areas where there, were, where there was friction. There was mm. you know, small, very small changes that we need to happen, you know, introduction of new kind of processes, um, you know, just, just kind of educating everyone on the importance of all of this. But I think then we did have, you know, for sure, a, a, you know, a, a, a flywheel with much less sort of friction in it. Um, yeah. But the nice part of this is, you know, I think there's always going to be friction, right? And I think, you know, the goal of a business really is to eliminate as much of that as possible, um, yeah. you know, because I think it just helps drive growth. And obviously the main reason behind all of this is they want to help companies grow, right? Exactly. Yeah. So, so we'll move on to that next, uh, the funnel, right? So we, we chose a very, very, you know, very kind of simple funnel here just to kind of go into. Colourful um, that as well. Very colourful. Right. You picked this one, Andrew. This is... Uh, I know, yeah, Again, it's, you know, uh, it's nice, it's right? Just, it's got, got yeah, a nice it's just, warm vibe to it. This is definitely something Drew would have chosen. <laughs> <laughs> so, on that note, do you want to talk about the funnel and the different stages here? Yeah, sure, sure. So, um, obviously, you know, we, we, we can apply this to a lot of business, in fact, most business, on the way that, that effectively they generate new customers. So, what we have, obviously, at the top here is a bit of a, a uh, bit of a, a lead machine as it were and those leads may be coming in from you know your typical kind of environment from a search perspective from social uh from from referrals from partners etc um you know and it's, they kind of drop in that that top of funnel 
um, we kind of pull this through uh, down. So ultimately at that point, traditionally someone would reach out. So there would be, you know, a sales element associated to it that may be a physical call uh, to qualify or disqualify, or it may be a personalized message that obviously gets sent out. Once that communication happens, then obviously there's the element of follow-up. So a lot of the time, you know, we'll, get, we'll dig into this a bit, but a lot of that is manual. Uh, we touched upon this uh, last week in the sales uh, run through when we were talking about sequences and how salespeople can kind of automate some of their follow-ups. Um, but then obviously, ultimately, what everyone is aiming for is conversion, right? So everyone is, is, is you know, playing their sales and marketing game to essentially convert these leads into customers, right? Um, and then obviously, we start to then uh, look at the sale itself. So great, we've got a sale. And at that point, we've got a customer, right? Yeah. Um, so, I mean, that, that's that's really you know, what, what we're kind of staring down the barrel of, as it were. Yeah, yeah, and, and you touched on some really interesting points. So firstly, you know, lead generation potentially, how is that process, um, yeah. how is that kind of process managed, uh, the process of sales calls. I think if, if you start to look at all of these as different processes, um, you can start to see potentially where there's some friction, right? Um, yeah, where perhaps... yeah and I think there may be, it may be friction, departmental friction, it may be yeah. like simply platforms that people are using, so, yeah. you know, there may be a partner, partner friction. So perhaps someone is using a couple of different partners to actually generate the leads for me, for example. Um, they're coming into a decentralized system. So, you know, they're, yeah. they're not sure where those things are coming from. It may be departmental as far as the handoff from sales to contracts, as you mentioned. So there's a lot, there's a lot going on from, from yeah. a, a, lot, a lot where we can kind of get that rub. Yeah. And, and I, think, I think it's exactly that, right? So, you know, and I guess in the HubSpot world, the way they kind of talk about this is, look, if you don't really need a manual process within any of these stages, don't use a manual process, use automation, yeah. right? Reduce that friction because essentially if you've got a strong, reliable automation tool, then, you know, there's no real need for human interaction until perhaps, you know, you get to that sort of conversation stage, right? Yes. When you know yeah. that, you know, someone is qualified, they've been through a process, uh, you know, the process has been automated. So, you know, they've been through that process and, you know, at, at such time as when they're kind of ready to have that kind of sales call, sales interaction, you know, perhaps that's when we start to kind of introduce kind of you know, humans into the mix. And, yeah. um, and, and I think it's quite interesting in terms of how HubSpot kind of frame that. So, you know, and, and again, when we look at this funnel, you know, for me, this is, you know, while it feels like a sales funnel, it's also, it's a marketing funnel, right, as well. Yeah. So, you know, so from that kind of lead generation top piece all the way through, you know, for, for kind of real, you know, sales and marketing alignment, marketing needs to be involved in all of these, right? Completely. So, you know, from not just from a lead gen perspective, because that's typically where it stops, but actually if marketing were providing insights for the sales call, the sales call is yeah. going to be better. If marketing were driving the messaging for the automated follow-ups, that's going to be better, right? And if marketing were really kind of setting up those conversations so that you know the customer or potential client fully understands what they're buying into um, and the person who they're going to be speaking to knows exactly what those expectations are of that customer then i think you have something which is really nice right it's yeah. something that that becomes um you know it's just almost like a bit of a kind of dream sales scenario right you know you just yeah, get yeah. two people to meet and shake hands at the end of a deal exactly and, and this falls into the way that you know business is increasingly done now where you know, as an individual, I, I do my research, 
Um, you know, I do have the ability to to go online to look at well, just like you did. I mean, that was even seven years ago. You you know, you you were there. You were researching and taking a look. And obviously, fast forward seven years. I mean, it's uh, there's obviously a lot more information, a lot more content out there, a lot more downloadable guides, web webinars, um, allowing you to to kind of really. Uh, investigate and explore and research you know the the individual sort of companies that you're going to start to work with yeah um so so you know that 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 process of the marketing piece does have to be uh, you know involved all the way up to the point as you said i mean you know we're a sales i mean it's a dream scenario for a salesperson or a commercial guy when you know they walk up to someone with a contract that person signs it and thanks very much um, you know, I mean, that's, that's, that's wonderful. Even a potential little bit of an upsell at the end there, but, uh, but that's a dream scenario. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, look, I think, you know, again, part of the reason why we did this is because we had, we had marketing pain points, right? I was, I, I just didn't really like, you know, how kind of disjointed our, our kind of, uh, marketing operations were at that point. Um, so I, th I think, again, it's, it's perhaps a good place to launch our next poll. Um, yeah. and that's again, just to understand what, what kind of pain points uh, you guys are kind of, you know, suffering with from a marketing perspective right now. And I think with this one, you can, um, you can choose as many, uh, as yeah. many of these as you like. Yeah. If you've got a lot of pain, choose all five of them. If you've got a little bit of pain, choose a couple. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, yeah. I think um, this is obviously the, uh, just to give us a kind of a bit of a better understanding of how you guys are feeling out there. Um, but again, yeah. you can, you can choose multiple ones guys. Yeah. And I think, look, let's just, you know, while, while it's kind of coming in, we, we, we didn't have a lack of tools at that point. We had probably too many no. tools, um, mm. lack of resources, because that's where we were looking at. Do we need to, you know, increase the size yeah, of the team, marketing, yeah. Yeah. budget, small business. We had to obviously make sure we were careful of money. IT mm. support was an issue then because when we did one landing pages and things like that, we needed the support of IT. Um, mm. And internal buying, not so much. Um, no. But, you know, the other ones are definitely kind of relevant. So, so yeah, guys, if you, a couple, I'll keep it up for a couple more seconds. If you can just, you know, share whatever insights you can, I think that'd be useful for everyone. Okay, great. And I'll just share those results. And again, pretty interesting. Mm. You know, so, mm. so budget, budget certainly does come into play. And I think that, you know, one of the biggest parts of, uh, you know, budgets, I guess, come down to two areas. One is that if you're going through that kind of, you know, marketing, um, you know, a building of your marketing team, then perhaps, you know, budget comes into play when you don't have enough, you know, I don't know, enough budget to hire more marketing people. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but then the other side of it is, okay, well, how do you offset that, right? So if you can't, you know, suddenly hire three or four marketing people to look after different parts of it, yeah. I think that's where sort of technology really plays its part. And, exactly. and I, I, if I'm honest with you, I, when I first looked at that investment of $800 a month, um, I felt it was really high, you know, really kind of personal experience. I felt, you know, is this really going to show, you know, show the impact that we need. Yeah. And within two years we had upgraded to the enterprise platform. <laughs> so, mm -hmm. and the enterprise platform in those days started at $2,400 a month. And literally we tripled our investment still as a small business, because actually what it was doing was actually saving us the cost of perhaps two, three, four individuals yeah. that we would have had to hire. Had we not, uh, had we not engaged with HubSpot, and at that point, you know, if you're talking about two and a half thousand dollars a month, um, we pay we pay substantially more than that now, even as a as a diamond partner. HubSpot did yeah. sort that out, by the way. 
Um, <laughs> but you know, but even as a diamond partner, I'm quite happy. For me, that's still one of the best yeah. investments that we we continue to make. You know, so I think um, I think that's important. But guys, we've we've got about half an hour in. I, I think Andrew, let's let's run through some of the features because I'm sure. Yeah, we've been we've been of... teasing enough, right? It feels yeah, like a, so. it feels like a proper tease this week. Yeah, it's like yeah. so I can see people kind of keyboarders going, "Okay, guys, this is cool. We love it, but uh, yeah. let's 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 kind of see the goods. Show us the goods." Yeah, cool. And I just load up. So sorry, guys. So we have got more slides, even though we promised you this would be a slide-free. Uh, oh yeah, we promised show. that very early on. That. That's probably a mistake, right? <laughs> <All right. laughs> So, yeah, I think look, just while while this is kind of playing itself, um, the you know what we what we're going to going to go into. If you've never seen a HubSpot dashboard, um, you know this kind of gives you an idea as to how it looks, right? So even though we kind of spoken about sales as a separate tool, marketing a separate tool, and service next week as a separate tool, um, you know the nice part of the nice part of HubSpot is all of this is in one place, right? So irrespective of whether you use those other tools or not, if you want access to it, you've got it. And if we just focus on this kind of marketing piece here, you know, so, you know, there's a lot of things that you can do from a website. So Nexus website is actually hosted on and built fully in HubSpot, which is also where we kind of, you know, decided to kind of invest more in this because it was great having emails and landing pages and all of those things, you know, our blog all in one place, but actually not having our website as part of that, I felt was still disjointed. And so we made that additional investment uh, of making sure that we had a HubSpot CMS license. Um, and I think that's just been an absolute game changer for us. So, you know, we're going to go into things like the website. We'll, we'll go into things like, you know, the forms and the call to actions. Um, not so much on, on the kind of strategy piece because, you know, a lot of people know what some of those are, you know, how to run campaigns and things like that. But we'll, we will kind of touch on some of those areas. Um, so just to kind of get started on, on that part, um, you know, when we kind of speak about the sort of key features, Andrew, um, yeah. you know, what are the kind of features that kind of come to mind for you? Uh, I mean, so, so I guess this, this pops into, I mean, on a regular basis, obviously now, um, the whole team is, is, is kind of presenting the platform to prospects that are interested, you know, may have gone through similar kind of journey, learning about HubSpot, HubSpot have said, okay, talk to Nexa. Um, you know, they're our diamond diamond partner here. Um, have a conversation with them, and and I think that you know the the interesting thing is that we kind of fall into um, some of some of the the kind of areas that, that do pop up are things like well, okay, from a lead gen perspective, how am I you know can I manage my ads? Can I can I track my ads in there, or do I need to have something separate? Um, you know, can I um, how how does the you know landing pages build out? Um, what about some, you know some of these uh, some of these workflows? I don't understand it. Where's the automation piece? Um, so I think you know you you kind of the the conversation is guided really by uh, what we what we tend to show. But I think you know upfront we talk about the dashboard, we talk about the reporting um, because that that ultimately is everything that is what drives everything else. If that makes sense. Yeah. Um, so yeah. you know we take a deep dive into data effectively. So all of yeah. those are kind of nice and they're toys effectively and they're, they're great toys to have, but they don't, they, they do nothing without the data. Yeah. And I think, I think the important part here as well is, is again, you know, these are some of the kind of practical key features that we like. Yes, um, exactly. But you might not need some of those, right? No. And, and, and the reality no. is, is we, you know, we, we don't use all of these maybe to their full extent ourselves, but yeah. you know, these are the ones that we really do feel 
you know, do deliver value. And actually from this list, you know, if we kind of really look at the HubSpot marketing piece, this is still only some of the features, right? There's a whole yeah. load of features yeah. that we haven't even mentioned here, you know, that you might have even seen on previous screens. So, so yeah, I think let's kind of look at this, you know, in a little bit more detail. So, you know, the one thing I like, I love this for me is, is our kind of, you know, marketing or activity dashboard. And the reason I like this is on one page, I can see exactly what's going on, right? Where does our, what does our marketing look like for that specific period? Um, you know, from how well our blog articles are performing, uh, you know, how our landing pages are performing. But actually what I like more about this more than anything else is I get to see, okay, look, how many sessions, how many new leads have we generated? And on the back of those new leads, what does that kind of sales pipeline look like? And, and for me, I think on a very kind of personal level, you know, I try to look at this at least two or three times a week. But the nice part of it is I don't have to look at everything for hours on end, right? Within two minutes, I've got a pretty good idea of exactly what's going on. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I think it's also important to say at that point as well, I mean, these can be, these dashboards is nice to jump in and pop in on, but you can also also make, and we're not going to take a dive into this, but you can also make reporting. So actually in the, in the morning, in your inbox, there can just be a simple report as well. So, yeah. you know, just back to that automation piece. Exactly, exactly. And I think one of the, one of the things that we, we showed this slide last week on the sales show, but again, super relevant from a marketing perspective. Yeah. Um, you know, as embarrassing as it is showing, you know, that I've got, no kind of social life but um you know well i think we've already established that you know vegas right so i think yeah <laughs> yeah i think people are okay i think they realize you do yeah, have okay. social life okay fair enough um so i mean just from my perspective again you know how important is it that people are not only visiting the website but understanding what content they're digesting when they visit the website you know and i think Hub, one of hubspot's key features is that right and we're talking about this kind of website activity piece here where you know you can start to track how effective the content is on your site um yeah. and, and i think that for me is is a really kind of interesting tool but from a marketing perspective we start to see okay well if people are engaging with this type of content does that mean we need to create more of that content um you know they're not really engaging with that other type of content that we've created um you know and you start to get real insights and, and i think the key to that is people will say yeah but google analytics tells us the same the only difference with Google Analytics is it won't tell us who's who's looking at that content on an individual level, right? Yeah. So, for example, if, if any of our team wanted to go back and see, okay, what pages am I going on? There'll be a full track of those visits and every single page that I visited, right? And I think that's where the power is. Now, if I was a customer, people would now go in and say, okay, well, which piece of content did Amit engage in before he became a customer, right? Exactly. And then... And then you can really start to become much more sort of scientific in terms of the content that you produce on the back of it. Um, but what I also like on the back of, you know, this same view, you, you click on sort of filter activity. And from a marketing perspective, and again, we showed this last week, but, you know, there's a lot of kind of sales focused areas here. So, you know, if we want to understand the you know, actual communication, uh, you know, some yeah, of the kind of sales updates, notes, yeah. Yeah, which is great. But for me, again, what I really care about is I want to understand, you know, some of the activity from the ads that we've, uh, we've, you know, we've got running if we have any, uh, you know, the call to actions that someone's clicked on, what forms they've been submitted, what marketing emails that they opened, engaged with, been clicked on, and again, obviously, how many page views they've looked at on a website and which pages. And then yeah. for me, also, this is really important as well. So, you know, we spoke about integrations, and we will do again a bit later. But are they engaging with our WhatsApp feature? You know, are they engaging with SMSs? Uh, are they engaging with proposals and videos and, and surveys and all of that kind of cool stuff? Um, 
so at least we can then turn around and say, okay, well, look, this person here, um, you know, has watched four videos, but not only watched four videos, but actually has seen, you know, X percentage of each of these videos. So at least we understand their level of earning, learning and education as well. And I, I really like that because again, it really kind of guides us in terms of, you know, what we should be kind of focusing on. Yeah. yeah, sorry, I mean, I, I was in the middle of a coughing fit, so I put myself on mute. <laughs> I did, I did see. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, fair enough, fair enough. I don't think um, the audience can see, I think the audience can only see no. you talking, so That's it's very unusual for Andrew to be quiet for any longer than 10 seconds, so I think people are getting concerned. I thought I'd let him yeah. know. <laughs> no, no problem. And I think, look, while, while you kind of slowly recover, um, we, um, you know, what, one of the other things, again, if I go back to some of the pain points that we had, um, you know, they were always kind of focused around, you know, having to get the IT team or the web team or whatever, you know, all of these people that even though they were actually sitting in our office, were just busy, right? So what it meant is if we wanted to launch a new campaign tomorrow, or I wanted to add a new uh, pop-up form to the website, it was difficult to do so. And, um, and that, that for me was a bit of a challenge, you know, because, it, you know, companies, I think in today's day and age just need to be super agile, right? I think if you get stuck behind, you know, if you get caught in a queue, I guess, of uh, you know different requirements or different IT requirements, then you lose that ability to be nimble. You you know and you lose opportunities. I guess more than anything else. Yeah, I think the, the the interesting thing on this as well is that obviously you said we you know we we basically clients were taking up obviously internal resource as well. So the individuals that would ordinarily we would ask to create these landing pages, forms, etc. You know HubSpot gives us the ability to allocate that to somebody else. Um, yeah. You know, with, 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 and you can see from obviously the video here, it's drag and drop, it's simplified. I mean, I like to talk about the fact with HubSpot that they started this platform, you know, the guys it, with, with a kind of solopreneur, entrepreneurship uh, mindset, and they've carried that through throughout. So yeah. even it's an enterprise layer solution now, it still actually is, is can be a one man, one woman show. Um, yeah. if, if you want to be again, you know, you can, you can use the tools in the toolkit, um, whatever ones you want. Uh, but essentially they kept that, that, that kind of simple interface, um, an intuitive interface. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. And I think this, you know, the forms is a very kind of good example of that. I think because, yeah. you know, typically if you wanted to add a new form onto your website, that was never easy. Right. No. And you know, you'd have to, you know, and there was lots of tools as form stack and a whole load of other tools. But again, you still needed that to be integrated with your landing pages and integrated with your website. Um, whereas this, this tool just allowed you to literally go in and, and this video, this kind of animation here is, is real time, right? This hasn't yeah. been kind of sped up. And I think the fact that we've got different kind of templates, again, just speeds up the whole process. If you're looking for kind of different fields to be added in, you know, add that in your GDPR compliance is already kind of built into it. And so literally you can create a new form for your website and get it live Honestly, five minutes is, you know, if, you, if you're kind of doing it slow, right? Yeah. Um, and then also, if you want to embed that form onto another website, that simple embed code that it produces automatically without you even asking, that kind of helps as well. Um, I think one of the other features, uh, again, which I, I really appreciated in the early days was the landing page feature. Um, and I know, Andrew, that, you know, you've got, you've got clients who I think who can have a real kind of preference for this as well. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, but, that, that landing page is, is um, again, you've got templated environment in here, so you can pull up certain templates. Um, it's, a, it's an environment that allows you to have lockdown features. So you may have like a junior member of, 
the team that actually builds out the landing page, populates the landing page, and ultimately saves it. And then obviously someone can approve um, that content, schedule that content, so it could be linked back to um, uh, you know an, an event. I mean, I think what's interesting yeah. is that we're seeing a lot of clients who are using this for events, um, you yeah. know, like webinars and, th and things like that, where you know they want to they want to be nimble, they want to try new things, and they're able to, right? Because it's it, there's there's no investment; they're not having to go to X to build out a landing page. They're able to do it themselves. Yeah, yeah and, and and I think again, the whole point is, I think if anybody you know goes to a market person says, look, you can build out a landing page in five or ten minutes. You know, with a with a custom form, with you know everything that you needed to do, um, yeah. you know they, they should just snap your hand off of it. And especially, you know, the nice part of this is once you launch this landing page, everything's fully integrated, right? Yeah. And you know, so you know, not only is it fully customizable and editable, but actually, you don't then have to start putting um, tracking codes on the back of these landing pages. I mean, it's just uh, it's just native to the HubSpot platform, so all of that is already done for you. Um, which I think is again really, really sort of powerful. Um, so this is kind of you know one of my one of my kind of uh, favorite features. Um, yeah. I know I know you're a fan of the ads products, Andrew. So yeah, yeah, I I really like this. I mean, so for for kind of just this is kind of what excites people um, really because there's there is sometimes a lack of transparency. Um, you know, from if you're using an external agency or using a partner to deliver that top of funnel kind of leads to understand the expenditure, um, you know, where is the money going? How is it, uh, how is it being spent? And ultimately, you know, giving um, validation to it and tracking it back. So, so, you know, can I attribute this customer to this investment? And I think this becomes even more important now where ROI is obviously the, you know, it's always been big, but now, even more so people, we've already seen people, you know, lack of budget. So, so if that small budget that I've got, how can I make sure that, that I do this? So, so the ads piece for me is fantastic. You, native integration to Facebook, Instagram, you know, LinkedIn, Twitter, um, and Google. So you can build out the campaigns um, in here. You can track everything. You can start to build out audiences based on that data. So more importantly, again, building out audiences on your customers, right? Um, so this is very powerful. I mean, we've, we've, we've um, you know, not only implemented this for, for clients, for themselves, but then we've also trained their agencies. Um, so the agencies are, are running in this environment. And if you've got a reputable agency, um, they're being transparent with you. They should, they should love this. Um, very easy, again, to set up <clears throat> if you're a performance-driven uh, you know, individual. Uh, and, and obviously, you know, more importantly, it's there. And again, going back to the very first point with the dashboards, Amit, you know, that data is there, right? So you can yeah. kind of see, and even down at that granular level when you showed yourself, you know, you can select ads and, and kind of see, have they interacted with any paid media? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think, I think, it's, I think it's great. The second you get visibility like this, again, all yeah. in one place, I think is where the real benefit of it is. Perfect. Um, and then if we move on again, uh, one, of, one, of my favorite, one of my favorite kind of areas of HubSpot, is uh, it's just the ability to create you know databases right mm -hmm. and and this is something that for whatever reason has always been difficult you know we, we speak to people all the time and we yeah. say to them that you know what's your data like and they turn around and say look our data is still on excel sheets you know we've got a yeah. crm but actually some of the data is in the crm but other you know other bits of data are elsewhere and and i think what people kind of miss out on is the ability you know using a tool like this where you can turn around and say look Actually, it's not just a database about 
the leads that have been generated. But actually, if we start to use some of the data that's living inside a HubSpot, perhaps we can create more intelligent databases. And, and the example up here, I think, is a great one. And you see how quickly it is to create this. And all, all I was trying to do with this example is I want to see all of the people on our database that have been on at least 20 pages of our website. Mm. Okay. Um, now, if I wanted to kind of further filter that down and say, right, um, I want to know, you know, people who have visited 20 pages and are in, and are a customer, you know, I can, I can drill down even further. Right. But yeah. you know, this example just shows it doesn't take, doesn't take too much time at all. Literally within a matter of seconds, you know, we can start to kind of pull these new databases. And then the best thing about it is we can pull those with that data. We can pull them into email campaigns. We can create an audience yeah. with it for ads. Yeah. I mean, you can do whatever you want with that data. Um, and it's literally within seconds. So I think, I think it's such a beautiful tool. And, and I just love the fact that you can literally pull any piece of information out of HubSpot to help you I, with that I, database. Yeah, I think it takes you kind of the data segmentation to another level because most yeah. people are used to communicating to a database, perhaps through email, perhaps through SMS. And it, it's very, you know, kind of biased or, or traditional date, data points. So it may yeah. be, you know, age group or, or demographic or, uh, you know, where they're based geographically or what service they're based, what they're interested in, all of these kind of traditional data points. But because all of this additional data lives in HubSpot, you're then able to be super targeted on, on you know, who you want to kind of go after. Um, and, and the fact is that then at that point, it's not about the size, right? Oh, I've sent something to 3,000 people. You might send something to 300 people but it's going to be more relevant. They're going to engage more with it. And again, you're going to see the analytics associated to that. And then obviously yeah. workflows here is, you know, you can drop them into one of those. Yeah. And I think this is, this goes back to, uh, we spoke about this earlier, which was in that automation piece, Andrew. So, yeah. so, you know, where we were saying, look, how can we reduce some of that kind of manual friction? You know, which the challenges is when, whenever there's human involvement, you've always got the potential of something not working, right. Yes. Or something not happening as it should. You know, so all it takes is someone in your team to be off sick who's been tasked with following up with a person, with a prospect that day. And, and all of a sudden that process is, you know, potentially broken, right? Yeah. And, and what, what Workflows does here, and, and again, I think there's a, there's a kind of example. You can literally just create almost like that user journey, um, you know, based on whatever that initial uh, touch point or interaction was, right? So yeah. I think in this case is if somebody kind of, you know, lands on um lands on one of our, uh, you know, ebook pages and downloads the ebook. Um, you know, what we do is we, we, uh, you know, we send them some automated emails. We make sure that they open emails and if they don't open emails, we'll send them a reminder, but we're tracking that entire process. So it's very kind of data, data driven in its approach. Um, but also just works really well and, and just works like clockwork. Right. So, and if we say that yeah. actually, you know, we, we don't want to follow up with this person five minutes after they download an ebook, but we want to perhaps do it one and a half days later, you know, we can, right. And, and again, it's yeah. all very kind of time and trigger based. And, and, you know, for me, this is, this is such a super tool. Yeah. I think as you, you touched upon it there, trigger based, I think what's interesting about HubSpot is, and, and as we're in the marketing space that we're running through today is it gives you tools that the big boys have um, for relatively little investment. So, you know, when you go out to some of the large e-commerce, you go to a booking.com and you bounce off the page and then suddenly you get an email telling you, hey, Andrew, listen, you know, why don't you look at booking that trip to X, Y, Z? I mean, you, these trigger-based activities are here. They're embedded in here. They're, yeah. they're available to use now um, for, for relatively little investment. So I think what it yeah. does is it, it takes your, 
your marketing capacity to, to effectively another level. I mean, I think yeah. what's interesting is, you know, a lot of the time we see where HubSpot hasn't necessarily replaced, you know, marketing uh, professionals. It's just, it's just made their lives easier, right? And it's allowed them to focus on possibly, you know, spending a bit more time trying to get a bit more budget uh, to, yeah. to market. Um, versus having to chase around and, and kind of yeah. coordinate everything. So even from a reporting standpoint, so, so I think that's, you know, you, you kind of have this, this incredibly powerful tool um, at, at your feet for, again, relatively little investment from, from a, you know, and obviously we're not sure where people are sitting in, in the audience perspective, um, but even from an enterprise layer solution. Uh, when you compare them to the Marketos and, and the kind of Alequas and Pardo and some of the other ones, the, the price comparison um, is, is always kind of on the lower end. Yeah, yeah. And I think just to go back to the workflows piece as well, the, um, you know, one, one of the things that, you know, we, we showed what kind of data we can pull out using lists and the database yeah. building tool, but you can pull all of that data directly into, into, you know, HubSpot and their workflows as well, right? So mm. you mentioned that kind of booking.com example. But it could just be that, you know, somebody visits your website and if they're on your database, you can now, you know, enroll them automatically into workflows. So they start to receive an email from your sales team. Um, you know, all of that can be just fully automated. And I think it just works like a dream when people get it right. Exactly. Um, cool. And then I think just last, last but not least, I mean, there's, guys, there's obviously a ton of features we've not gone through here. And that's, that's purely down to time. Um, but the reason we're pulling this slide up is... And, and I guess today's a really good example because if these are all of the different platforms and, and different pieces of kit and software that are out there that directly integrate into HubSpot. So with HubSpot, what you get today now is, is almost like this kind of core product offering. But if you've got a specific requirement, and I think for us, Andrew, a good example is uh, Zoom here, right? Yeah. So obviously we're running the show using Zoom, um, but our Zoom is directly integrated into HubSpot. So all of the data that Zoom are basically collecting about you know, each of these shows goes directly into HubSpot. And so, you know, it does allow us access to see, you know, who engaged with a show, you know, perhaps how much of a show they watched. Um, you know, we'll get to see how many people dropped off when I started telling my Vegas story, you know, which, <laughs> which went on for far too long. But, you know, things like that, right? It, it starts to really kind of, um, you know, pull the power of other tools and platforms into HubSpot. And again, you know, what you start to, what you start to get, I guess, more than anything else is, um, is you know really tapping into big data and, and you know big data was sort of banded around you know a couple of years ago as hey you know everything's going to be big data and it is but it's actually only tools like hubspot which start to make sense of that data for companies of all sizes you know yeah. Yeah. by full sense and purposes 10 years ago i would never have imagined that we have access to the kind of data we have now for a company of our size for example no and, and look as we said there's things that we didn't touch upon necessarily but there's even you know new things in there um, you know, the, the, basically we've got things like re revenue attribution. So HubSpot now are in beta testing where they're actually looking at, you know, the way that the customer interacts with your content, what they do, they can attribute certain revenue to those customers and then pull that in over time. So you can see how valuable that content is. So is it that somebody is watching, let's say, you know, one of our shows, right? We put all of our shows up on the website. We use another integration partner, Wista, right? For the video perspective. Um, so, so again, you know, the, the, you, you're kind of tracking uh, everything there, uh, and that, and that, that really kind of gives you a, a lot of power. I mean, I think the integration piece is probably you touched upon it earlier on. At one time, HubSpot tried to be everything to everybody, 
Um, you know, they wanted to, they wanted to, you know, really do everything from A to A to, a to Z. And then yeah. obviously that decision, you know, there was a spark and it's, well, hold on, we don't need to do that. There's people that, there's so many people that are using the platform and there's a whole lot of people with great ideas. Why don't we start letting, you know, them integrate to us? And, and obviously that, that integration is seamless. And, and, less, and, and we spoke about friction, right? Zero friction. I yeah. think the integration to Zoom uh, took, what, under 20 seconds. It's two clicks, right? And then you're done. You're intimated, yeah? Yeah. Zara might tell you that it took us slightly longer, Andrew. So, you know, but, um, but you're not, but you're talking minutes, right? You're talking, you know, within minutes, you can have a few oh, Zara. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, she, uh, <laughs> she, no, I, I think for Zara, it took her, uh, under, under 20 seconds. I think for the normal, uh, man or woman, it would probably take about five minutes. But, uh, yeah, we're talking about our HubSpot hero inside, uh, inside Nexa. So, uh, we've actually got a couple of questions actually that pops up. I mean, I don't know if you've seen. Yeah, sure. So, so the first question here is, um, I'm guessing it's from a non sort of HubSpot customer in it. Uh, and it's, you know, in order to justify HubSpot, should we hire a digital marketing expert or outsource uh, required services to drive real impact and benefit? Uh, I'll, I'll take a stab at this, Andrew, and then you can, you can, you can yeah. add on top of it. But, but essentially, you know, HubSpot is one of those tools I think is usable by, and, and at its best is used by pretty much anyone inside of the organization. Uh, you know, so if you want people to help create content, you know, um, do small things, they can do that. Publishing rights can always be restricted as well. So, you know, someone can always have a final say on whether something goes live or not. Um, but in all honesty, you know, the way it is today is, you know, whether you've got one digital marketing person inside or whether you outsource, um, you know, really the, the benefits are, you can still take advantage of what HubSpot can do and, and obviously the, the benefits of using an outsourced solution is potentially you've got more people and a bit more experience and things like that right Andrew? Yeah yeah I mean I think the key here is the ownership of that data and what it does so you know it, it's it you don't necessarily need to you know hire somebody internally or hire somewhere externally until you reach that point where you know you, you determine that you want to I'd, I'd say that you want to get more out of it right because obviously they have made it um, fairly straightforward. It is intuitive, um, as we've mentioned. Um, but but as as the platform develops, uh, as obviously you know the whole marketing, sales and marketing sphere, the whole online activity develops as well. There's definitely areas that you need that expertise to to come in and advise. Um, and then there's also even from a strategic perspective. So where should I be? Um, you know what should I be tracking? How should I be tracking it? What can I do with it? I think that's that's also interesting as well because obviously if you're not aware of, for example, the workflows or trigger-based activity or segmenting databases, you may just see that as oh, okay, I can just send emails. It's it's a constant contact or a Mailchimp, right? Um, so I think it takes it takes obviously somebody to to sit you down and kind of work through it and say well, what are your goals, you know, and then and then you use the HubSpot uh, environment to 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 kind of you know attain those goals. Yeah, and I think you're right. I think the strategic part of it is is probably the most important in that respect, um, because I think like like what we said earlier, you know, until you really kind of use it and understand it, you're not sure which parts are going to have the most impact for your business. And you know, there's very yeah. few businesses today, um, Christ, if any, right, who are using every single feature that Upsort has. You know, so I would say more often than yeah. not, most businesses are using maybe sixty percent of the platform. But that 60% is, a, is the most important part, you know, features 
which which really allowed a business to do to do well for them. Um, and and yeah, exactly for them. And I think that's yeah. that's the key to it. And and that sixteen percent of all those features might be very different for somebody else. So the way that I kind of look at it is, you know, if you are yeah. looking at kind of getting into HubSpot, just speak to somebody who understands your business. I think that's that's the most important part, you know. And that's where an outsourced solution does make a lot of sense because, you know, you know, we've done we've mm-hmm. done many 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 implementations across different industries, but you know, obviously, you know, you can take advantage of you know some of that learning, I guess, from a from a third party. Um, yeah. Any any other kind of uh, comments on that, Andrew? We're, we're heading up to the hour mark. So any kind of final questions, guys? If there is, please feel free to, to send them through. Might be, uh, I think we might be losing Amit. Hmm. Okay. Lost me. No, you're back. We're back. I'm we're back. back. Okay. We're back on. Yeah. Okay. No, I think Zoom, Zoom must have got excited about us talking about the HubSpot integration or something. I don't know. Decided to play up. How beautiful the integration was. They said, I'll show you. I'll show <laughs> yeah, you. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> don't mess with technology. <laughs> um but no i think yeah i think i think yeah and i've kind of enjoyed today andrew i think it's been interesting it's allowed us to talk about you know hubspot marketing in a slightly different way than i guess we're used to yeah yeah no it's i mean i think you know like last week we've got we've got features and functionalities that not only we enjoy using for ourselves but also exploring with uh, clients as well right um, and, you know, seeing how they're using the platform, as you mentioned, and, and what tools are they using and what's working best for them and then applying that to, uh, to other industries again. So I, I think, um, I think uh, yeah, this is, this, is, uh, this is good. I mean, I'm looking forward to uh, next week, we're going to be talking about uh, the service component, right, which I, which I guess uh, harping back to the customer, um, but we're going to kind of take a dive into that. Yeah, and I think I think that's going to be interesting purely because I think that's the one area of HubSpot where people haven't really uh, seen it, right? Very yeah. few are kind of using it. It's a new it's a new part of HubSpot. It's only been around for, you know, for uh, maybe a couple of years, but you know they're still kind of rolling out some of the features. But we're going to be talking about really how HubSpot can help you retain more business, firstly, um, by yeah. servicing by servicing clients. Uh, by making sure that, you know, using automation and all of the right kind of technologies to make sure that, you know, you're not only winning business, but then, you know, really kind of using that customer base, customer base that you've got to, to build on that, um, you know, from an upselling perspective and all of those different things as well. So, yeah, I think that'd be interesting. And I think it'd be, you know, good to, good to kind of share that with everyone, because you said it's one of those parts of HubSpot, which nobody really kind of talks about too often. But again, we've integrated it into our business and, and absolutely love it. Yeah. Awesome. It's funny, so, I would I, say probably in the last, I'd say in the last six months, um, I've definitely had more discussions around the service element than I have been probably combined for the last two years. So right. I think there is a kind of a switch somewhere where I think people are realizing, no, I've got to take care of the customer. I've got to understand how they're feeling, uh, you know, and complete that whole cycle. Yeah, no, I totally agree. Awesome. I think let's leave it there, Andrew. Um, thank you to everyone for, for joining us today. Um, we hope that, you know, kind of if your business has, you know, faced challenge, uh, challenges over the last few months that you're kind of recovering, recovering some of that back. Um, and, and generally that you're all keeping kind of safe and well. We, me and Andrew, like, really appreciate the fact that, uh, you know, you guys tune in every week. Um, and yeah, if you've got any questions, anything kind of HubSpot related or non-HubSpot related, um, you know, feel free to get in touch. I would seriously urge you to arrange a you know, face-to-face meeting with Andrew at some point, just so you can see his 
his version of a mask. And um, and yeah, on that note, guys, you know, take care, and and we'll see you same time next week. Yeah, have a good week. See you later, guys. Take care.